Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm standing in an alley in Gastown with a guy named Tor Miller, and a fan just said hi to him. It was very nice, actually. Like, very friendly. Do you get recognized a lot? No. Uh, just before shows. And if, if I ever do get recognized, like, people will think I'm John Mayer or something. I've gotten that several times. I had a couple once came up to me when I was 17, uh, and they asked to take a photo at, at the mall movie theater. And we took a photo, and I told them, like, I'm not John Mayer. But they didn't, they didn't really care. They were going to tell everyone anyway. Have you thought of doing a cover of My Body is a Wonderland? Or, sorry, have you ever thought of doing a cover of Your Body is a Wonderland? <laughs> My Body is a Wonderland. That's great. No, uh, no. I'm not, I'm not a massive fan, to be honest. Fair not against them. I'm, I'm just not a fan. Yeah. I get it. All right. You spent the whole day in Vancouver. What has been the highlight of your day? I went to go see the totem poles, and my dad told me to do it, and it was such a long walk. And they were great, but I, was expect- I think I was expecting, like, 300 feet tall. But they were beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. That's my hi- that is my highlight. Nice. I am going to play a song. I'm going to play Midnight, one of your songs. Tell me a little bit about it while I bring up the music. And these trains park in the background. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Midnight I wrote while I was in London. I had just dropped out of college uh, to start my career as a musician uh, officially. And um, it's just sort of about my, my longing for the city and that feeling that you get late at night as you're walking alone back to your apartment or wherever you're going. Um, and you sort of- so you're in London longing for New York, your home. Exactly. And it's sort of that feeling um, as you walk back at the end of the night and, and you sort of take in the city. Jeff Buckley's grease was playing loud as hell in the back of an old dive bar. So I step outside and light a cigarette, taking the fumes of the passing cars. Loud, angry drunks and a few crust punks fill every crevice of St. Mark's. Some things have changed since back then, but the streets are still so hard. In the lonely hours of midnight, when New York City's lying wide awake under the glow of a streetlight, I feel the rumble that the concrete makes. I might hail a cab down. Right through the Highland to the interstate And my soul reignite In the lonely hours of midnight Two lovers falling in each other's arms Stumbling on down the high line Up on the bridge there's a broken heart Screaming to his valentine Two sunken eyes at the corner shop Trying to get a Lucy for a dime The needle drops and the vinyl turns I'm gonna burn this one right The lonely hours of midnight When New York City's lying wide awake Under the glow of a street light 
show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Midnight by a guy named Tor Miller. I'm standing here in an alleyway with Tor himself. Tor, I'd love you to tell me more about this lovely track, Midnight. Uh, well, I wrote it when I was in London. I, was, I, I dropped out of um, college and sort of in a matter of a week... Uh, moved to London for several months uh, and I was doing session work and, and meeting a bunch of people and it was one of the first tracks I wrote and it was sort of I was missing the city, I was missing friends um, and everything that I left behind and so I was sort of inspired to write about the place I, I had spent most of my life and um, uh, ended up being something I really loved. You're signed to a big US label called Glassnote. For those who don't know, can you tell me why that's a big deal? Well, there's uh, several artists on it who people consider big, and we have Mumford & Sons, Phoenix, Two-Door Cinema Club, uh, churches, several people. When you signed, what did you do to celebrate? I just had a big night out with friends. Uh, yeah. I read that as a kid, you planned to be a baseball player when you grew up. Can you tell me about a baseball player you still admire and why? I was a big Mike Piazza fan as a kid, and uh, I remember when 7 uh, wow, uh, September 11th happened. Uh, he just had a, a massive game, the first Mets game out. He, he had a uh, walk-off home run to win the game, and it was just a very special moment. So if you had to describe this guy to somebody who knows nothing about baseball, what would you say? He used to play catcher, which was uh, my position uh, when I used to play baseball. And he was this massive dude, way too big for the position. And I was, oh, I was always a tall kid, and it was a burden on my knees. So I just always looked up to him. He's a Hall of Flame player and a uh, very nice guy. And, and, and the city meant a lot to him, and it means a lot to me. When you talk about the city, you mean New York. I'd love you to tell me a little bit about why it's such a special place for you. I had my my coming up there in, in music and, and growing up as a, ch as, a, as a child, and uh, I got to see so many parts of it, and I just have many memories there, and it's always been a welcoming place for me, and I think uh, I always used to walk around uh, every weekend and, and try to find a new place, so there was always adventures and, and, and things to get into, and always exciting and always moving, and... Um, there's just sort of a magic to it that, that's hard to describe. Tor, I think that it's time to play another one of your songs. I'm going to play Hold the Phone, which is my favorite. I would love it if you could give me one sentence about this song as I bring up the music. Hold the Phone is a super special song to me, and I wrote it in a basement uh, piano room by the laundromat and boiler room of, of my NYU dorm. From the first kiss I always thought we would be more than this Some call it bliss But there's a something that we've always missed If you love me now Speak it true and let your words ring out Here I stand with open arms and my heart in hand Hold the phone I never knew you felt so Uh 
The curtain called and the lights went low Fast and slow The wind whips the life on the road Hold the phone I never knew you felt so You just heard Hold the Phone by Tor Miller. I have Tor here trapped in an alley with me. I would love it if you could talk a bit more about this track. Hold the Phone um, changed my life, really, and it was the reason I got a record deal and it played on the radio in London, uh, and it's, it's the reason I'm doing everything that I'm doing today. So it means a lot to me. I end every show with it. Uh, it's four years now I've been playing that song, uh, and it never really gets old. As I said before we played it, it's my favorite song of yours. And I have to know, did she forgive him? No, we don't talk. No. Nope. I wish. Oh, that's horrible and sad. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I moved on. Yeah. But somehow, it makes the song better. Yeah, I would have to say so. I think so. So, I was doing some internet research about you today, and is it true that one time during a gig, a man was pleasuring his girlfriend? Yes, we used to, when I was in a band, we used to tour or play around the Jersey Shore quite a bit, so Seaside Heights and everything, so the stuff that you see in the show. And one of the bars that they used to frequently go to is the Aztec. And when we were 16, we uh, were paid in condoms to play the show. We went on at 3 in the morning. Uh, There was no one there but the band, the bartenders, and this one couple. I would say they're in the mid-60s. Yeah, so they, they were loving life. I mean, I can't blame them, but it was, it was hard to watch. Yeah. 
what's it like to be playing while one could argue a different kind of show is going on in the audience? I think it really tests your focus and uh, your ability as a performer to stay in, in the space. It was tough. It was tough. All right, Tor Miller, you've been writing songs since you were 12. I'd love you to tell me about one of those embarrassing songs that 12-year-old Tor wrote. Uh, I wrote, the first song I ever wrote was this unrequited love sort of piece uh, about a girl uh, from who, who used to ride horses on the farm. And I remember, I sort of have an embarrassing story about it. I played it for her, telling her how much I felt about her. She listened to the song, started crying and left, and then never really talked to me anymore. So it was really weird. Yeah, kind of ruined our relationship. I'm noticing kind of a trend with you. Yes, uh, yeah. I would think, and I don't know, but I would think women would love it when a guy writes a song about them. That's what I thought as well, but I guess I was wrong. All right, I think we should listen to another song. I'm going to play an older track of yours called Follow Me. How about you tell me a little bit about that before I play it? Oh, I'm excited you're playing Follow Me. That's great. Follow Me I wrote in Nashville. Um, and I don't really know what to say about it. I, I remember always thinking of it, like, for the music video for it, it would be amazing to have. I always, I always heard that song coming out of, like, speakers in a massive stadium just totally empty in the middle of the night. And there was that echo that you hear with the piano and stuff. I just always had that image in my head, like an empty football field playing out of the speakers. You just heard Follow Me. That's a track by a guy called Tor Miller. I have Tor here with me. I would love you to tell me a little bit more about this track. Um, Follow Me. I don't really know what else to say about it. Uh, it was about my time in high school and never feeling uh, like I really belonged in, in Jersey. And, and it's about sort of spotting someone else out in the crowd who felt the same way and, and sort of asking them to leave with you and, and abandon that place. Maybe not even, not permanently because you couldn't, uh, but just for a moment in time, just to find a, a place that, that worked for you in, in that environment. I read an interview with you where this song was featured where you said that you make songs to make love to. So, I have to ask you, when you're doing that deed yourself, what are you playing? (laughs) 
I, I didn't say that. That's what the, the, the journalist said. But uh, when I'm, the songs, I remember I've had a great, great time macking it on uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen's Darkness on the Edge of Town, which is a weird, weird, but it was it actually really worked for the moment, like, incredibly. Tor, you are one eccentric dude. Thanks, man. All right. Tor, you've played in piano bars as a job. That sounds like something from a black and white movie. In reality, what is that like? Well, I, I used to have this residency at a, a burlesque club uh, called uh, The Slipper Room. And uh, it kind of felt like old New York, to be honest. Like you had all these um, burlesque acts going on and then sort of some circus-type acts going on in between. And it was an old, it was an old room in the, in the city in the 50s and whatnot, and then they reopened it. So there wasn't much of a difference because I play on my own and I'm playing piano. I mean, the songs are, are newer and, and the crowd is younger, but... It's really just the same, I think. That 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 was at least that that one bar. So what are you playing on the piano other than your own songs? I just really only play my own songs. I'll play a cover here and there maybe. It's always a challenge when you're a younger artist to find your voice when you're starting out. How do you think you're doing at this point in your career? Well, I don't completely hate everything I'm doing, so I feel pretty okay about it. Um, and I, I I just make songs that feel natural to me, so I feel pretty good. You're not one of those artists that's a little bit self-critical? I completely, but there's so many songs I've written that no one will ever hear. I think it's 10% of the music I write hits, hits the public. All right, Tor Miller, at the end of the show, I let the artist pick one of their own tracks to play. I'm going to say either we'll play Headlights or Now and Again. Which one do you choose and why? I pick Now and Again. Why did you choose that one, Tor Miller? Because it gets less attention than Headlights, I think, and I would like for it to play. All right. That sounds like a pretty good reason to play the song. There's a train now coming behind us. Before that train gets to us, why don't you tell us a little bit about this track? Now and again, I wrote in London, and I remember I received a call from my ex-girlfriend who... There's a time difference, so there's a five-hour time difference uh, from London to New York, so I was ahead five hours. She had just had some massive night, was up eight in the morning, so coked out. Um, can I say that? Well, she was, like, in, in bits, maybe. And uh, she was just telling me about her night, and it was just very uncomfortable, and it made me uh, jealous and angry, and we had been apart for a long time, so there's a lot of resentment, and uh, I just wrote this song sort of out of those feelings. All right, we're going to listen to Now and Again by Tor Miller. Tor, thank you very much for being on my show. Thanks for having me. Now and again I'll be thinking about you It'll cross through my head There's nothing I Just being paranoid 
listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. I'd love it if you could maybe sound a bit peppier in the next take, like you enjoyed being on the show. Hi, this is Tor Miller, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. That's the business. Turn off that engine, train. Save some fuel. Oh, environments where you can't control the sound. So the one thing that I want to ask is a pick-up question, so I want to redo the opening. So what's an interesting opening that I can do with you that you'll be good at? What was the, what was the first opening? Well, you were like, oh, I walked around and didn't go into the creek. Oh, yeah. Well, I heard that someone, like, I heard from someone that they said that boats were, like, dropping their own, like, like toilet waste out of the boats into the creek. But there but, is a beach right there, isn't there? But that's everywhere there's boats. No, I know, but <laughs> threw me off. Are you from Vancouver? I am. It's so beautiful. Oh, you're sweet to say that. Better than New York, the center of the universe? Dude, no, so like I'm on the, this is my last show for sure. And Vancouver, like, no shit, is like so beautiful. And I don't know, it's like, I don't know how the weather is normally. I would imagine it's kind of rainy. But uh, these last two days have been like so nice. Great walking. I, I checked my iPhone. Like, I worked, walked like 13 miles today. I didn't even think about it. I mean, I'm not tired as well. But like. You don't walk a lot in New York? Yes, subway? I, no, I walk a lot in New York, but. Because I haven't tracked it. Yeah, yeah. What's the interesting thing you did in Vancouver? I literally just walked around. I'm telling you. What by yourself? I I traveled by myself. You had dinner by yourself? Yeah. Oh, I had dinner with Ryan, the, the dude from the label, but he just showed up. He's nice. It's nice. I mean, because I spend all the time by myself as well. It's just nice to have. Oh, of course. Him. Even if it's just a label person, it's it's cool anyway. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Thanks. I'm sorry though. Yeah, don't worry about it. Could we like move down that way? Yeah, let's do it. Because it's that's just it's really loud. 